and to destroy. That's all you're going to get. Just that. I promise you, don't go too far ahead of me. Just told you, we'll give you 10A. That's 10A. When I come, that's 10B. One more time, 10A. The thief coming, now. But for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. Just for a few minutes, we want to talk around this subject. If everybody would just point your hands toward Pastor Homer, because I give you the title of the sermon. The sermon is entitled, He Doesn't Fit Profile. Oh, I'm going to help somebody to stay here. He doesn't fit profile. We also thank God for Pastor Rowan's aunt, who was a retired preacher. Tell me she's 92 years of age, right behind the ears. We have another aunt, she's 100 and some odd years old. That's up right there, right? To God be glory. Amen. Let's get at it. Just for a few minutes, thank you, God. We want to peruse this periphery. <laughs> and by help of the paracletus, <laughs> we want to be able to exegete didactically. <laughs> Spiritual 
context. But for the time that is ours to share together, I want to enlighten you as to what this text really means. And I want to say to my Ephraim and Brian that he, half Roman, does not fit the profile. And in order to understand John 10, 10, you need to understand that chapter 10 is connected to chapter number 9. And so for a few minutes, let's go to chapter number 9. That we might lead ourselves up to John 10 and 10. Y'all, I promise we won't be long. In John chapter number 9, the Bible records this story. That Jesus one day, as he's passing by, he encounters a blind man. And the Bible says that his disciples asked unto him, Lord, who did sin? This man or his parents that he is born blind. And Jesus answered to them, neither have this man sin, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. The Bible says that Jesus spits on the ground, and he makes clay of spittle, and he comes and places it on the man's eyes, telling the man to go to the pool of Salaam, which is interpreted sin. The Bible says that when the man goes there and wrenches his eyes, now he can see. But there are many individuals who recognize him when he could not see. Some say it looked like him. But we're not sure. The Bible said that the man who was once blind says unto them, it is I. And they asked him, from which have you received your sight? He says unto them, a man named Jesus. Oh, I feel like talking now. He says he made clay and have anointed my eyes and sent me to the pool of Salam. The Bible said that these same individuals did not believe this man's report. So what they do in chapter 9, they bring him before the Pharisees, the rulers of the church. Stay with me here. They don't believe it, so they bring this man to the Pharisees. And the Pharisees ask him the same question. From whence receivest thou thy sight? He said, a man, by the name of Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. took clay and hath anointed my eyes. Oh, I promise you it gets better. And the Bible said, this in verse number 16, that the Pharisees said, therefore said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. Then the Bible says that they take this same man to his parents. And they say unto his parents, watch the text, is this your son whom you sent with blood? The Bible said, he said, yeah, this is our son. And he was blind. But how he received his sight, we don't know. The Bible said, they say unto, the parents say unto him, he's the man. He a grown man. Go ask him. And I need y'all to understand something, y'all. You ought not never rely on anybody else to be able to tell your story. But somebody say, you don't know. Like I know. What the Lord has done for me. The Bible says. They say, they say, they say. He's amazed. Boy, I tell. 
Watch verse number 22. The text says in verse 22, these words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Y'all with me here? Man born blind. Jesus heals him. Folk don't believe. He testifies. They don't believe. Take him for the Pharisees. They inquire of him. He tells the same story. They bring him to his parents. Because they still don't believe, first of all, that he was born blind. God help me there. They say he's amazed at him. He gives an account. Parents are afraid to testify what Jesus has done because they don't want to be put out of the church. Uh -huh. Can you imagine such a thing of being brought before so-called righteous folk, so-called leaders of God's church, and you bring someone whom the hand of Jesus has touched and delivered from a situation that he had at birth, and now you can't really testify about it because they'll throw you out of the synagogue. <laughs> Chapter number 10 says, verse number one, Jesus said, Verily, verily, same conversation, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold. Because the blind man was part of the sheepfold. Jesus said that anyone that does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and robber. Don't you mind that? Jesus understanding the situation with the man that was blind. And that now they're trying to take God's miracle off him. But they can't do that, so the next thing they try to do is take his testimony from him. And if he dares hold on to his testimony, now they want to drive him out of the church. Why? Because now I can see. Jesus understands what's going on, y'all. I promise you, you almost there. He says, Valley, Valley, man, let me tell you something. I say unto you, he that does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up that some other kind of way. What he's saying is that these Pharisees should have never been preachers. He says they climbed up into the sheepfold. Uh -huh. Where the sheep were. Uh -huh. What? Not by me. Uh -huh. Because Paul says, I thank the Lord Jesus Christ who have enabled me, putting me in the ministry. You can't go to school to be a preacher. Appointed by God. Yeah. You've got to be picked by God. Yeah. God 
Then they're not out for the same purpose or wrong. 
fake preacher want to do is make their name good. They want to establish themselves. They want to get themselves out there as if they're some great I am. And the Bible talks about it in Ezekiel chapter 34 when the Bible says, Woe with you. He said, should not the shepherds be feeding the sheep? Here's what he said, I'll take my sheep. Here's what it means when he says that all the thief wants to do. And Robert, I love you, man. I know you ain't no thief. I'm sure you know what I'm saying. You'll find this in the book of Jeremiah. God help me teach this and take my seat. In Jeremiah chapter 23, in verse 30, Jeremiah 23 and verse 30, and I'll take my seat. He says, Therefore, behold, this is what God says, Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words. Every one from his neighbor. It's in the Bible. Here's what God was saying when he said he comes to steal. <laughs> Jeremiah said, God says, I'm against the prophets who steal my word one from another. Can I give you a few uh, examples? One thing God was saying is that you got bootleg preachers out here preaching other folks, sir. Scripture. Amen. How you doing? 
continue to work. And when you have fake bootleg preachers who are only about themselves, they don't really care about what the scripture means. They try to push on you what the scripture says. Without studying to show themselves approved. Y'all know why Roman talked the way he talked? Because he's He's serious about God's people coming out of the liver that many of you find your way in and the only way you'll be able to come out of it is their word from the Lord. Got preachers out here misinterpreting scripture. And when you misinterpret scripture, you're waiting on God to do something that he never said. And that's why it bothers me when folks get all excited about these hooping preachers that ain't really saying nothing. And a well-refined preacher like Brunwood that takes his time with the sermon and the text, folks just be sitting there chilling. The only way that you and I can ever know as she what God intends for us the under-shepherd has got to be listening to his voice. And I come to tell y'all today, he and I are friends because he don't fit that profile. What God is saying is that when you don't give them truth of the word, watch this, you're stealing from them. Many folks in God's houses have not changed the error of their sinful way is because the preacher is preaching entertainment and they're stealing from you. They're stealing from you the opportunity to get yourself right with God. Because we're more concerned with people jumping up and shouting and moving than people being moved by the Holy Spirit. I know y'all ain't feeling it. I'm trying to teach y'all and show y'all what manner of pastor you have here. He's not going to take nothing from you. Whatever the Lord says, that's what you're going to get. Folks out here stealing. Stealing sermons. Giving it to you. And God didn't speak it to these people. Stealing from the people. Because they don't understand what scripture means. Another reason they're stealing from folks is when you are afraid to say what God said. <laughs> I know y'all ain't feeling that. Y'all probably shouted this morning, so y'all probably tired. Hey, bro. Y'all gotta understand something. A preacher will steal from you if they don't give you what thus saith the Lord. They'll steal from you the opportunity to repent of your sins. Mm. Because the preacher will have you thinking, God told me to tell you everything the devil stole, he's going to give it back. <laughs> 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 you ain't getting it, you ain't getting it, you ain't getting it. <laughs> and now, and now we're sitting in God's house, sin up to him. But we're not worried about sin because the preacher said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. I don't know who I'm talking to 
Hallelujah. You don't fit the profile, man. I know you ain't doing that. I'd rather be a God, I'd rather folks be upset with me than to God be upset with me yeah, for not saying yeah, what he said. Yeah, yeah. He said in Ezekiel, man, you going around saying, thus saith the Lord, and God said, I have not said it. I have not
And if I'm dead spiritually, that'll destroy me. But I thank God for you. I don't know nowhere to entertain folks. Some folks get it, some folks don't. But I'm telling y'all, in these last few days, your eyes have got to be open spiritually. And it's high time for us to start appreciating God's truth. Now, there's a lot of folks out here, man, they're all about themselves. They don't care about God's people eating. Can you imagine the turmoil this man had to go through with COVID? Can you imagine? But yet, he stood steadfast. Yeah. Because he don't fit the thief profile. Not only does he do that, but during the time where his mama was sick, he still stood fast here because he doesn't fit the thief profile. <laughs> Not only that, but this man went throughout the whole entire Bible in a year by himself. You know why? Because he goes I don't know if y'all saw, but every day, without fail, he was on social media going through the Bible day by day by day.
extend to you an invitation to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if this invitation is not being presented to you from the truthness of a heart, then it means they're not really interested in you having your soul saved. But I stand as one and stand next to one and there's some preachers there that when this invitation is extended to accept Christ, it's extended with love. It's extended with the truth that Jesus is the way. He's the truth and the light and no man comes to the Father but by him. It's extended with this truth of scriptures that he that believeth is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of the Father. So I bid you, children of God, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to come. I bid you to come while today is still today. As the old folks say, don't let tomorrow shine on your grave. Without you accepting Jesus Christ. Next invitation is maybe you need to return back to the Lord. And that's another thing. I don't have time to get into that. And some of these fake preachers are out here making people say you got to be baptized 10 times and all this craziness. Have them thinking that God will not receive them back into the sheepfold. But you can come back. The Lord said, I'm married to the backslide. All you have to do is just return back to him. Said, Lord, I've sinned against you. Forgive me and try me one more time. Last invitation, baby, you need church home. Where entertainment is not even on the program. But false shouting and fake shouting is not even on the agenda. But the only thing that we rely on in this house of worship is a move on the Holy Spirit. I bid you to come, children of God. I bid you to come. God bless you, my friend.